Well, aloha from Maui, Hawaii. It's time for the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. I'm your host, Michael Benner. Happy to be here, zooming in at the last minute, but uh, we're ready to go. Today's topic, I think you're going to find fascinating. It's called the Pendulum Metaphor. And as I mentioned in the newsletter, it's about a number of things. Let me put it to you this way. If black and white, either or, everything or nothing, and all differences are opposites, kind of thinking drives you crazy, (laughs) you've come to the right place. We're going to raise your IQ by 40 or 50 points today, I think, just by giving you an introduction to the difference between absolute truth and relative truth. And the pendulum metaphor does that. It's also a wonderful model for the difference between unity and diversity, for that matter, spirit and the material world, heaven and earth, so to speak. A study of the pendulum and the way it acts really could involve some high math, calculus and such. I'm not prepared nor qualified to talk to you on that level. But from a philosophical point of view, to talk about the difference between the absolute and the relative, to bust open this idea that there are such things here in the material world as absolute reality or absolute truth or absolutely right versus absolutely wrong is a belief system that we run into a lot. I remember in the 1960s, in the anti-war movement, one of the pushbacks that we heard was, love it or leave it. I think that was the very first time I was exposed to what at first appeared like a bit of a conundrum. Like, what do you mean, love it or leave it? How about love it and fix it? But... It took me a while to formulate an understanding of how to respond. This way or that way, my way or the highway, you're either with us or against us kind of thinking, pervades America and much of the world, and particularly so-called reactionary thinkers, whether they're on the right or the left, it seems politically the right wing is particularly dominated something about the conservative philosophy, very fundamentalist religious people. I don't mean all religious people, but those who are very strict, fundamentalist, and literal in their thinking. They, too, will often promote what is sometimes called a Manichaean philosophy, that there is no middle, that there are no colors between black and white. Imagine opening up your crayon box, and there's only two crayons in there, a black one and a white one. (laughs) That wouldn't be much fun. So there are shades of gray in between. There are colors or rainbows in between. Not everything can be explained by true or false. Imagine if every test you ever took in school was limited to true or false. 
There's a whole lot of knowledge that you have that would not be explainable if you didn't have a multiple choice with a C beyond the A or the B, and maybe even a D, maybe even an all of the above or a none of the above. And these are the relative truths that we're going to talk about today and arm you so that you don't fall into this Manichaean trap, sometimes called binary thinking or absolutist thinking, and be better prepared to deal with your friends and family members and associates who limit themselves in a world that often appears to be either this or that, one way or the other, with no variation, no permutations, and no combinations. And it's just not true, and it doesn't serve us very well. The pendulum metaphor that we're going to describe today in depth in the premium training that follows in just a few minutes at half past, I think will help you think your way through this in a much more clear way. So that's our topic for today, both here in the free forum and in the premium training that follows. Some of you may be listening to this by podcast. If you're listening live today, it's about, well, let's see, six or seven minutes after one o'clock West Coast time, after four o'clock in the East, 21 hours uh, Greenwich or Universal Coordinated Time. And you have the option of joining us for the premium training at 1.30 Pacific Time for a, an additional 90 minutes for just a couple of bucks. All you have to do, if you've not yet enrolled and if you've not yet received the email with the URL and the password, or when you do register, it'll be right on the thank you page. And if you enroll for a 13-week quarter, or for an entire year, then you'll get emails anywhere from 12 to 36 hours before the class that'll have the URL and the special password that you need for the live tuition-based premium training at 1.30. All right? But this program is called the Free Forum. This is the first 25, 30 minutes of the class and is always available free to everybody that comes by. It's the link you may have received from the newsletter we send out every week. And you can always look at the archives. We have almost 200 past programs, some of them an hour and a half or two hours long, that are all free and available to you at the Ageless Wisdom Archive. So if you're not familiar with that website, it's the W's.TheAgelessWisdom.com. Remember to include the T-H-E. The W's.TheAgelessWisdom.com. And then either click on the Enter button and then Webinars or use the shortcut on the splash page there. You'll see it. It says Michael's Webinars. And then choose the free forum. And... You'll go into the Mystery School Archive, be able to choose the upcoming program to listen live, as you may have done here today, or uh, any one of the past programs that are archived. Now, 
If you want to subscribe to the podcast, probably the easiest and slickest way to do that, all podcasts are free, of course, is to just go to the iTunes store and use your free iTunes software to download that automatically every week into the podcast folder of the iTunes software. That, of course, is available for PC as well as Apple and Mac. You may have some other aggregator, so-called, for collecting podcasts, and that works too. And uh, if you're not familiar with iTunes, there are a number of podcast directories on the Internet where you can subscribe to the Wisdom School as well. So that's all free, whether you're live or listening by podcast, as most people do. Know that the premium school is not podcast. The premium training, of course, being tuition-based, is always password protected, whether you listen live or you can come back and listen streaming if you have the password. All right. And so then you can, by collecting the URL and password, by saving the emails that come, you can always have access to the replays, not only of this free forum, but the premium training as well. All right. So we're going to have some fun today, roll up our sleeves, and uh, we're going to integrate it. Like we, in fact, even in this class here, the first 25 minutes, We'll do a little meditation in just a few minutes to help you get clear, to get the vision of this pendulum metaphor a little bit, and then we'll go into it in depth at half past the hour. The pendulum metaphor. Now, you know, I've talked about the pushback of love it or leave it in the 60s and how effective that was because many of us had never run into that kind of simple-mindedness. I was not exposed to it until I became socially and politically active. And I saw the appeal right away. We live in a world that, in many ways, is dualistic. One of the fascinating things about the world, the material world, the physical world in which we live, is its overall dual nature. It probably starts with the fact that we have two hemispheres in our brain, a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere, that in many ways are quite independent. Their functions are different. Their worldview is quite different. The left brain tends to be very logical and linear and deductive, the right brain, on the other hand, is multidimensional, and uh, it's more inclined to think in terms of a third option and a fourth possibility. But in many ways, we are left brain dominated. Uh, we have two aspects of the mind that in some ways overlap this model of two hemispheres. We have a conscious mind that is somewhat favors the left brain and we have a subconscious mind that in some ways acts very much like the right hemisphere of the physical brain but you don't want to become too uh, reliant upon that model Uh, there's a tendency there but 
there are some differences. I mean, emotions are experienced in both hemispheres of the brain in different ways. Uh, and there are times that the two hemispheres synchronize. So, nevertheless, the two-ness is there. Uh, you have two eyes, you have two nostrils, you have two ears and two arms and two legs. Uh, that's pretty obvious. There's two genders, male and female, masculine and feminine. And we see this in the nature of polarity. Thousands of years ago, the Chinese, through Taoism and various philosophies, Taoism, by the way, very similar to Buddhism, and it refers to the Chinese concept of yin and yang, which is polarities, really positive and negative, masculine and feminine is a major overlay on that. But again, you can see, well, which is it? Is it this way or that? The beautiful thing about the Tao symbol is even though it has a black side and a white side, there is a dot of the opposite in each. So the black side of the circle with the wave going through it has a white dot in the middle of the black side. And the white side, similarly, has a black dot, which suggests that even though there's a dual nature in this symbol, polarities, positive and negative, masculine and feminine, or yin and yang, it's never 100% versus zero. The best you could do would be like 99 to 1, right? Or 90 10. Uh, or maybe 99.99, you know, but it's never quite 100%. One side never dominates to the exclusion or elimination of the other extreme. Sort of like a football field, if you think of the end zones of a football field as being off the playing field and out of bounds, but still opposite end zones, and if you're a partisan fan, there would be the good end zone and <laughs> the bad end zone, right? But where is the game played? The game is never played in the end zone. That's out of bounds. There is no 100%. No absolute, in other words. The game is played in between the end zones. And here's your first introduction to the swing of the pendulum. Now, as I said in the newsletter, the swing of the pendulum, I'll say it this way, the most references to the pendulum, most metaphors or allegories about the pendulum look only at its swing. In other words, at the bottom end, the weighted end of the pendulum. We think that's what a pendulum is, that bottom part that swings. I don't, I, you know, I can't remember anybody until I began to use this metaphor myself. The pendulum obviously has to have two ends. And you can look at the weighted end, the ebb and the flow, the in breath and the out breath, the yin and the yang, right? The two opposing sides in a football game. 
But there's an upper end. There's another end. And it is fixed. And it is unified. In many ways, the bottom end of the pendulum, in the most simple way, represents diversity, while the upper end of the pendulum represents unity. Unity and diversity, we think of those as opposites. You're either unified or things are diverse. How could it be both? Well, here we have a single device, you could say a single phenomenon, that has diversity springing from or born of the unity at the very top. We have all this motion and all this variance and variability coming out of a single point. And if you remember your geometry, a point is a location that does not take up any space at all. So it's movement through space that is born out of non-existence. And so unity in a spiritual sense, the one life, the one God as a total of all that is, it's a very mystical or metaphysical model, beautiful model for unity and diversity, as well as yin and yang, which we could see in both the vertical and the horizontal sense, don't you see? The polarities of the north and south of the pendulum, the top and bottom end, and then you also have the horizontal polarity of the bottom end swinging. You could say, well, this reminds me a little bit of the cross of a vertical and a horizontal member, or a bar magnet with the polarities of positive and negative. And we're going to talk about this in the premium training in a few minutes, in depth, the idea that develop that bar magnet, for example. Think of your pendulum as being like a swinging bar magnet with the positive at the top and the negative at the bottom. And so you have what at first glance what at first look appears to be opposite ends, just like the opposite end zones of a football field, and yet one is not the good end and one is not the bad end unless you're a partisan football fan rooting for the good guys and hoping the bad guys win. But <laughs> obviously in a bar magnet, the negative end of the bar magnet is not the bad end, nor the positive end, the good end. They are complementary in nature. And actually, more like two sides of the same coin than opposites. Or you could think of the end zones on the football field as being opposites, but they're really part of one single game. And you may say, well, I'm rooting for the good guys, but if the bad guys didn't show up to play the game, wouldn't be very much fun. You wouldn't even have a game, right? So you need the bad guys. You need the negative end of the bar magnet. Positive needs negative to exist, just as your hometown team needs the visitors to come into town in order to play the game. So you can, you can call them bad guys and think of them as opposing 
or opposite philosophically, but they're needed. Right? And so in this way, when somebody says to you, well, you're either with us or against us, you know, these are the good guys. Well, are they 100% good? And the opposition 100% bad, as we tend to see in partisan politics? If you're a Republican, conservative, or a Tea Party person, do you really think everybody that agrees with you is absolutely right? And everything about your philosophy is 100% good? And people who want health care and an end to war and care about justice and identify with the people that lost their homes, not the bankers who stole the homes, that you really believe they're all bad? And all wrong. You know, the tragic uh, truth is that, yeah, many people do. And that's the Manichaean philosophy of the either or thinker that we're going to explore. We've got to bust that open. And I, I don't think everybody is going to understand what I've just said. Maybe I went really fast. Well, the great thing about the podcast is you could replay it. Play it for your friends. Familiarize yourself with the different examples that I set. Best of all, just stay tuned for the premium training, and then you'll have that available, too, to review in your own mind, to ponder and reflect upon every time you find yourself in a rigid position of thinking you only have two choices. And all differences must be opposites. You say, well, I never feel that way. I never, really? How about arguing with somebody that you love or care about? Have you forgotten how it feels to be with somebody that you agree with 98% of the time? And yet here's one little area where you disagree and suddenly you feel emotionally as if you're threatened. You feel as if in this area you're opposite as if this friend or spouse or brother or sister of yours, whomever, is the enemy. And you feel physically threatened as if they're out to get you. And you completely have forgotten that in the vast majority of areas, 98% of things, you're on the same side. You actually agree. So the whole idea of sides... Again, look at the football field. Unless and until you focus only on the end zone, which is really off the playing field, there are no sides. They may line up on one side or the other of the football, but you know, as soon as that ball is snapped, everybody gets mixed up and it's one whole game. And there are permutations and combinations and variations like every little step of the way in the swing of the pendulum. So we'll be talking about absolute thinkers and the nature of relative truth. Is there such a thing as absolute or is everything relative? We'll also address that and the way in which the pendulum metaphor can be used to explain in a metaphysical or spiritual sense, unity and diversity, uh, also spirit and matter. Uh, heaven and earth, the creator and its creation. You might think of the left hand as being opposite from your right hand, but 
if you put them together, they certainly do fit very nicely. And they work together. There are many things that we couldn't do if we didn't have two hands to use that oppose each other in the sense the thumb is called opposable because we can position it opposite the fingers and use it to hold on to things and to make tools. But that doesn't make the thumb bad and the fingers good or vice versa, you see. So anytime you find yourself thinking everything or nothing, all differences are opposites, there's only two ways anything can be and one is right and the other one is wrong, you'll have this training to pull upon. Premium training coming up in just a couple of minutes. Now, close your eyes for just a minute and visualize the pendulum. Take a breath and relax and think of the pendulum. And think of a pendulum like a playground swing that is fixed at the top, unmoving and unmovable, and swinging at the bottom. And then think of that swing, not with a child on it, but just theoretically, hypothetically, going all the way around and forming a full circle, around and around, like a record player. And notice that the top of the swing, which is now, or the top of the pendulum, which is now the center of the circle, does not move. Consider that the farther out you are on the record player, like if you were a little ant on the record, the farther away from the center you are, the faster you go through space and the more chaotic things appear to be. But as you move toward the center of the record, things go slower and slower, even if it spins at a constant rate, until at some theoretical center, everything has stopped moving. And all of this movement and all of this frenzy and chaos is spinning around a point of rest. All of this noise generated from a point of absolute silence in the very center. And that's where the power is in the metaphor of the spinning wheel, in the nature of centeredness, still pointed and center, and the top of the pendulum that so often gets ignored when we talk about the yin and the yang of the weighted bottom end. Take a breath. Open your eyes. Tell yourself that'll be easy to remember. And join us. Go to the Ageless Wisdom right now and enroll in the premium training. And we'll meet you at the other website in just a couple of minutes. Get the password and bring it along. Listen live or to the replay. And thanks for being with us today. Hope you have a wonderful day. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. Aloha from Maui, Hawaii.